Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters Podcast from GP Strategies. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts, exploring best practices and innovative insights to help you and your organization improve performance. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My guests today are Brian Makowski, a business development manager at GP Strategies, and Paul Toffis, head of partners in Europe, the Middle East, and Africa for WhatFix, a digital adoption platform company. Brian, Paul, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. So, Paul, let's begin with you. More and more organizations are using digital adoption platforms to provide guided support to their learners when they need it in the course of their work. So I have a multi-part question for you. First, what is a digital adoption platform? And second, why are they becoming so popular? So a, a digital adoption platform is a, is, a, is a platform that both trains and supports users as they are using an application. And that application could be a new application to them, or it could be an application that they've been using for a period of time. But they tend to do processes in that application infrequently, and they forget how to do them. So for instance, I have access to a HR application. And in the HR application, I go in there once a quarter and I update my goals and my achievement against my goals. So I, I, you know, I'm pretty good at doing that. And I remember how to do that. I probably go in once every couple of months and put in some holiday time. And I always remember how to do that. And then once a year, I have to do employee reviews. And I always forget the process and how to do that. So the digital adoption platform Watfix actually sits there and it guides me how to do that. It guides me in terms of, it doesn't tell me what to, what to fill, fill in in terms of doing an employee review. Um, you know, I should know that as a manager, but it does actually tell me how to get to where I need to go, what, what, what menu option to click that to, to, to get me into the, into the review process as I go through and complete fields, which fields I need to complete and why. So that's, that's what a, a digital adoption platform does. The acronym is DAP. So excuse me if I, if I drop a DAP three letter acronym occasionally. That they've become, they've become incredibly important and used certainly in the last 18 months because of people not being in offices. Um, so it's been impossible for companies to provide training to users. That's, that's what I would call kind of, you know, a, a small strategic need for them. That the big need for them came out of digital transformation initiatives. If you, if you Google digital transformation initiatives failing, you'll find a number of uh, reports out there from analysts like McKinsey and reports from companies like Deloitte who will tell you that between well, up to 70% of digital transformation initiatives tend to fail. Now, they fail for many reasons, many, many reasons. But two of those reasons are the correct selection of the application that you want to transform to. And once you've paid all that money, got it implemented, configured the way you want it, getting your users to actually use it. Because invariably, you've taken them from a piece of technology that they've known how to use for many years onto this new piece of technology, and it's foreign to them. And therefore, adoption is very slow. And if you only train them once, 
normally three weeks before they go live, they forget 80% of what they've learned. From a, from an adoption perspective, digital adoption platforms are key. There are lots of cost benefits to using them. So for instance, with Watfix, you create that training content once and you can use it in multiple different ways. And that means it reduces the cost of creating training content by up to 85%. It's a massive, massive saving. Your users become more productive almost immediately because they're learning whilst they're doing. They're not having to try and do something, leave, go and ask someone, how do I do this? Or raise a support ticket. They're doing it. They're learning while they're doing it, which makes people up to 35% more productive. And that means that they're getting training at the point of need. And and I, I mentioned support because I'm not having to leave and go and raise a support ticket to ask how to change my password, because there's a simple walkthrough that says, click here, click here, click here. Now enter in your new password. That's just one example. We, we, we reduce support queries by up to 60%. And and actually, that's a really hard number because most companies know exactly how many dollars or pounds or euros it costs them to resolve each support ticket. And so there's a massive return on investment when companies adopt a digital adoption platform. Okay, got it. Interesting. So a quick follow-up question before we get to, to Brian. A lot of software has a help option. Right. If you need to figure something out, you go to help and type in what you're looking for. Personally, I've always found that to be very hit or miss. Sometimes what pops up is helpful. Sometimes it it's not. Sometimes it's even more confusing. So how is how is what you're describing more useful than the kind of typical searching for a help topic? Well, so there's I think there's 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 two things here. From an adoption perspective. A new user, whether they're one of tens of thousands of people that migrated to a new piece of software, or whether I'm a new hire to a company, from a, from a training point of view, they're getting access to what fix and guidance without even needing to go search for help. But then if they're a, if they're a, a more mature user like me, but only does things like an employee review in HR or maybe creating a dashboard in a CRM tool very infrequently, when I go to help, it will be a Watfix um, widget or a Watfix walkthrough that's actually helping me create that by telling me where to click. Whereas a help article is simply that. You have to read it. And as you're reading it, then follow on and, and look for the menu items and click them. So again, it just, it's, it's longer. And if you're someone like me, that's not an incredibly detailed person, I miss things. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. when I'm reading long, complex, you, in order to do this. Yeah. It's, I, I, for people like me, literally being told, click here, click here, click here makes me so, so productive. Yeah, I hear you. I'm like that too. When I get a long help article, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just not going to read this. I guess I just won't figure this out. Anyway, Brian, so turning to you. Now, workplace technology, as we all know, is advancing at light speed. And so many organizations are introducing new platforms to improve organizational processes and employee experience. But as Paul was just discussing, there's always a learning curve, right? as employees navigate a new 
piece of software, a new technology. So again, I have a two-part question for you. First, what sorts of problems or dangers can this create if that learning curve process isn't managed properly? And two, how, in fact, can organizations guide learners so that they can avoid some of these dangers? Just to echo a little bit of what Paul said earlier, it's a great question because if you look at the, the employees in many of our companies and corporations across the globe in the, the concept of digital transformation, you know, employees are doing a lot more with digital applications today than they were doing five years ago, 10 years ago. So as your question points out, that becomes a huge problem and potentially a huge danger for training and development departments in many of these organizations, because while there's benefits to digital technology, they can also create problems, right? If people can't use that technology appropriately. So the example Paul gave earlier with HR, right? You know, there's certain things you do at certain times of the year in an HR application, and you do them more frequently, and some you'll do less frequently. But when you need help, you know, where do you turn to? And that's only one example uh, of an application that an employee uses in the HR space. I, I had heard recently that a typical employee at a large corporation may interact with 10 to 15 different applications in a given day. So can you imagine the time it would take if you designed two to three hours of virtual classroom training and one to two hours of e-learning for each of those applications? Right. I mean, that's a huge time investment for an employee, for each employee to be able to upskill themselves on the use of a of a new or even an upgraded application. So my advice would be really to keep things simple and focus on what the end users really need to know to perform their jobs better. You know, oftentimes I see organizations approach uh, systems training by documenting everything and training everyone on everything. This can actually lead to very frustrated end users, right? So think about what I said earlier. There's 10 to 15 different applications I'm going to use in a day. Do I really need to know everything about those 10 to 15 different applications? Probably not. And, and probably my role inside that application is very limited. As Paul alluded to earlier, right, as a manager in a company, I'm probably going to be touching four or five, you know, manager self-service points of the application. So we really, as, as training designers and developers, we really need to, to keep that in mind when we're working with customers and working with, you know, these large transformation systems. I think a better approach really is to focus formal training on, on key processes to prepare the end users for the changes and keep them as short as possible. And then you can give them some step-by-step -step guidance inside the application by using a digital adoption platform like Whatfix uh, to get them learning in the flow of their work uh, within the application. So again, remember you're competing for employee time in a day. So focus training on what really improves performance, not just on system functionality. So that's, that's my advice. Okay, great. Great advice. So, Brian, sticking with you for the moment, how can digital adoption platforms be designed to focus not only on system task training, but also to provide business process training in the flow of work? Well, you, you bring up uh, something that's very near and dear to me. I've been in the, the systems space for almost uh, 25 years. And one of the things I see time and time again, people forget that IT technology is really only a tool, 
it's a tool to help us do our jobs better, right? It's not the end all. It's not you know the 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 the, the uh, holy grail of our our jobs. It's not going to make or break an organization. Some people would probably disagree with me because IT is such an important aspect of of organizations today, especially post pandemic. So I guess I would approach the answer to that question by saying that you know most DAPs, including Whatfix do have a very robust editor to record step-by-step application simulations like Paul alluded to and really provide in-application guidance. Sometimes we call them walkthroughs. So that's the question that you asked earlier. You know, it's not just reading a help document, but I'm actually being guided through step-by-step, you know, where I need to go, what I need to click on. And I can do that much more efficiently and faster. So that's all great. But not all DAPs can provide contextual business process training and information while in the inside the application, right? So what I mean by that is, why am I doing this step in the system, right? What does it mean? What kind of better outcome am I going to get for the organization or for my customers or, you know, for whoever it is that I'm supporting, you know, with this application? So as an example, you know, Whatfix has a a pretty open architecture. So in the self-help that is overlaid on top of an application, you can give the end user access to practically any information such as a business process diagram, documentation, overview slideshows. It could be job aids or even an e-learning course that they could access right inside of the application, all without leaving the application. So there's a real important avenue there for us to be able to bring business process information inside, not just robotic, do this, do this, do this, do this, but here's why you're doing this, right? Because it's going to prevent four different types of errors down the road in finance, as an example, right? In addition, there's uh, features such as smart tips and branching that you can include in the design to ensure that end users are really following the business process correctly by checking what they're doing and guiding them to other areas of the application if they forget a step. So I think focusing on the business process is just as important as the step-by-step, here's what you do from a system functionality uh, standpoint. So I would encourage training designers really to think about going outside the normal step-by-step guidance and really contextualizing the content so the end users can perform their jobs better, not just use the system correctly. Okay. And that seems crucial because if the goal of all of this is to increase adoption from end users, it would seem that having that contextual information, giving folks some sense of why you're using this and why it matters is at the end of the day, probably going to increase adoption. Do you agree? I wholeheartedly agree because here's a great example. If you go into a new application or maybe an upgraded application to perform your job, And all of a sudden, you can't uh, perform the steps correctly, right? Something happens, something breaks, something went wrong. I don't understand how to do something next. What happens to the end user at that point? They get frustrated, right? So if they get frustrated uh, and there's no help available, as Paul alluded to, they have to leave the application, right? So now, now they're stopping and they're going out somewhere else and they're tapping their neighbor in the next cubicle or their, their, their coworker to say, hey, did you get this error message, right? So now they've, lo- they've got downtime, right? And if they don't get that problem resolved in the next 20 minutes, they shelve it 
And if days go by because they put an IT support ticket in and they haven't heard, now they've gotten really frustrated. And that really is the definition of end user adoption decreasing, right? So they're going to now really be a little skeptical about using that application in the future. They're going to tell 10 other coworkers who are going to be skeptical about using the application. They might go back to the old way uh, that they used to do in a spreadsheet or something like that. So there's a lot of other ramifications to to not increasing end user adoption and making it a good experience uh, for the end users. Okay, great point. Now, Paul, turning back to you, and, and I want to keep talking about end user adoption, training around these kinds of large business IT transformations typically used to be a one-time event before rolling out the new technology. But as we've just been talking about, a digital adoption platform like WhatFix is not a one-time event, obviously. right? The whole point is that it provides guidance and context in the flow of work. So how does that help increase user adoption? Can I give you a personal example? And it'll echo some of the things that Brian gave. So I used to work for a very large enterprise IT company for 20 years. And for 13 of those years, our customer relationship management system, our CRM system, was called Siebel. And we, the company decided to transform that and move to a cloud-based CRM system called Salesforce. And it meant moving 110,000 sellers from an old platform to a new platform globally. So you can imagine the cost of just the training. I was just amongst a cohort of 60 people that was taken for half a day into a meeting room and showed a bunch of slides. This is how the new system works. And this is how you perform tasks in the new system. So imagine imagine that times however many thousands to, to get to train 110,000 sellers. And three weeks later, I got my Salesforce log on and I logged on and I realized I'd forgotten 80% of what I'd learned. So, you know, the first thing I wanted to do was go and make sure that all my current opportunities were still in the new system. I couldn't remember how. And to Brian's point, you turn and ask a colleague, you you look through some slides that you've been given, and it just makes you unproductive. You're not uh, adopting. And it's also a massive cost to your employer, all that downtime. Whereas I'll give you an example of one of our recent customers who took WhatFix to support their customer relationship management system. And they don't just use it for training in order for their their, their sellers and, and to adopt the new platform. They've built some um, intelligence into using WhatFix so that when one of their sellers is creating a new opportunity and they'll go to a pull-down menu and they'll select a list of competitors, WhatFix will see what the competitor name is and will, will pop up with a list of information about that that competitor. So they have competitive information at their fingertips. And that's that's showing them the value of using their CRM system just through having a, a tool like WhatFix. So they're going to use it more and more. Um, another example I would give you is of a media streaming company that uses WhatFix on its external website to guide 
new customers into signing up and existing customers on buying kind of tickets to view sporting events online at the weekend. And they'll use Watfix to pop up marketing information and give them offers. So it, it massively makes it easier for, for either an internal or an external user to uh, use the application. We call it adoption, but it's just basic use of the application. They're getting value out of it, and they're going to come back and use it more. Okay, great examples. Paul, I think that what you described, forgetting you know, like 80% of what you learn in that one-day training, everybody in the conference room, is pretty typical. I'm sure you're not alone. And a platform like Whatfix really can help solve that problem, obviously. Does that mean that, and, and Brian, I want to get your opinion on this too. Does that mean that the big one day everybody in the room training is maybe no longer necessary, that you can do away with that if you have a digital adoption platform? Or is there still a case to be made that, no, it still makes sense to introduce everybody to the technology, do the big training, and then supplement it with the digital adoption platform. What, what, what do you think? Okay, so that hasn't been happening in the last 18 months, Jeremy, because of lockdowns. So, and that's one of the reasons that we've seen such an increase in, in, in the use of digital adoption platforms. And, and what normally happens is that there'll be an announcement and they'll, uh, and they'll, and instead of training, there'll be some form of messaging that will go out to help people understand why there's a new platform, what are the benefits, benefits to them and benefits to the company and how they're going to be trained and enabled to use that platform and supported going forward. And then the DAP tool will be there to do that. But that doesn't mean that, you know, traditional methods like videos and eBooks and just the availability of PDF or PowerPoint files, which give people walkthroughs, aren't required because not everybody's online all the time. I, I do agree with Paul. I, I think the opportunity to pull people together now on when you're rolling out a, a business IT application is to really perform change management activities, right? It's it's pulling them together to say, hey, we're changing. Here's why we're changing. These, these are the changes that affect you and your job role. Uh, this is why we want you to jump on the bandwagon and be a, a great user of this application. And to me, those are the messages that are most important when you pull those folks together, because now they can go inside the application and, and they can get all the assistance and the training and the help that they need. So I think smart organizations are looking at that as an opportunity to really increase adoption by preparing people before they use the application or before they start training to make sure that that they agree with the change, they understand it, they understand it how it benefits the organization, they understand how it benefits their job, and then it makes training and the use of the application uh, much more efficient. So I, I think the days of, of long ILT, instructor-led training courses, or even virtual training courses, and long e-learning courses are, are going to be diminishing for those organizations that are, are adapting very well to digital transformation. Okay. Very good. So guys, we've covered a lot of ground. Let's sum things up a little bit. And Brian, we'll start with you. What's the main takeaway from our discussion? 
I would narrow it down to the fact that let's not forget uh, who we're serving in in these uh, large organizations, right? In, in our jobs and in, in, in the companies, the organizations that we work with, right? We we have a very dynamic workforce right now. People are used to working remote. They're used to working at home now. We've proved it in the last uh, year and a half, and they're going to be more demanding, right? These these employees and work, they're not going to sit in long sessions. They're not going to read long documentations of, of information. They're not going to search very long for information, right? So we have to remember who we're serving. And, you know, well, I mean, put it this way, I, I would say, you know, don't be afraid to experiment, you know, create a proof of concept, get your feet wet. In the past, tools like this used to be expensive, hard to implement. They carried with them a lot of what I call IT baggage. And, and sometimes people are afraid to interact with IT when you're implementing a new tool because they know it's going to take time and we're going to get pushback and then things aren't going to work. But today's uh, DAP environments like WhatFix are much more cost effective. They're light. Uh, they're easier to implement. You know, so my advice is jump in and, and have fun with it. Okay, great. And Paul, what's your takeaway? I don't know how to improve on that summary. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> uh, I think in order to get a transformational success, you need to choose the right application and you need to drive maximum adoption. And if you get those two things right, you'll get higher employee productivity. You'll, you know, you'll reduce your training costs and, and you'll save massive amounts of time. You'll reduce your costs in application support and the effort to support those applications and you'll get massively improved uh, data quality. And, and to echo Brian's point, you know, talk to us. We're happy to do proof of concept. We're happy to show you the benefits. Yeah. Talk to us. Okay. Very good. Well, I want to thank both of you for talking to me today. So Brian, thank you so much for your time. Great. Thank you, Jeremy. It was fun and certainly appreciate the time. And Paul, thank you so much. Thank you. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks for listening. The Performance Matters Podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts and listen on our website at gpstrategies.com slash podcasts.